Hey, I'm Sarah. And I'm Kelsey. We spend about 80% of our time talking about Disney. And the other 20% of the time waiting for someone else to bring it up so we can talk about it more. So we started a podcast where we can talk all things Disney all the time. Welcome to the Happy Travel Podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Happy Travel Podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Kelsey. (laughs) And we are here. We know we haven't posted an episode in, what, like two weeks? Just adding an edit here that we actually recorded this a few weeks ago and we just never posted it. And by we, I mean me. So sorry, but... Um, It's now been about six weeks since our last episode, and I'm very, very sorry, but I promise we are getting on track for the month of August, so lots of exciting things to look forward to. It's been really busy. I think I already said this once, but I don't know why the summer has felt so much busier. I mean, I do know why. It's because the kids are home all day, but um, we've had both of our schedules have been crazy, so we're working on a plan to make sure that doesn't happen again, but at least we're here today, right? So... um, We For July, we're going to do kind of a mini series about how to pick a resort. We've talked a lot about resorts and different features and kind of run through like things you should think about, but we're going to actually talk through um, kind of how to pick a resort, what Kelsey and I use to determine where we want to stay, and then just some tidbits about each of them. So today, we're going to focus on transportation. That's a big thing. I think people always talk about location, and in my mind, location doesn't really matter at Disney except for the transportation. Like That's why the location matters, because you want to know how you're going to be able to get to the parks. Um, Disney does provide complimentary transportation from all of their resorts to all of their parks, um, theme parks, water parks, the ESPN Wide World of Sports, if there are events taking place there, um, and even Disney Springs. So once you are there and you are at your resort, you can use Disney's free transportation to go anywhere, which is amazing. Um, But it does vary. So it's not the same for every destination and it's not the same for every resort Uh, but it should be a deciding factor for you in picking your resort because some people maybe don't really care some have a preference for convenience Um, so it's just definitely something to think about and consider Um, also I feel like a lot of people whenever I hear from them um, when I'm you know first talking to a a new client they want something I, I get two things I get I don't want buses, which as we'll talk through today, that's not possible. Or I want to be outside the park. Well, there are four theme parks and they're all massive. And the whole Disney resort is the size of San Francisco. So you're not ever going to be in a place where you can walk into all resorts um, or parks. Sorry, this is not universal. It's one of my favorite things about universal, but Disney is not universal. You cannot walk into all of them. So um, everything is fairly close. Even if you are riding on the bus, like nothing is really more than a 15 minute ride, um, but it's just not that close. You're not going to be able to walk into every park. So today we were going to just run through kind of the the groups of resorts and what kind of transportation is available. And of course, we'll throw in our thoughts and opinions and our experiences as well. And as you know, I have older kids, uh, minor teenagers now. And so we have different needs than Kelsey with young kids who's traveling with a stroller or, you know, additional things like that. Um, So we'll, of course, throw in all of that as we go through the resorts. 
So the first category is par- resorts, sorry, resorts that have only buses as their transportation. So this is the three all-star resorts and Animal Kingdom Lodge, which we have stayed at two of the three all-star resorts and we've stayed at Animal Kingdom Lodge, Kadani Village. Um, so we've done the the bus only transportation. We did do it back when there was only bus transportation and they didn't have <laughs> the had, Skyliner. Sure. Um, sure. But we don't care. We will ride a bus. It doesn't matter. But that is something to know, especially with Animal Kingdom Lodge, is people think Deluxe Resort, it's going to have some extra layer of transportation. And that one does not. Not that that is a bad thing because yeah, you get don't really care. Right. Like, it, it, so, it's like, worth it. <laughs> it's still a good resort. You yeah, it's a trade-off. But well, you sure. can see giraffes from the lobby. <laughs> yeah, but like we we don't really care about buses at Disney. They don't scare us, so that is never going to be a factor. But just know that those resorts only have buses that are available to take you to the parks, water parks, Disney Springs, ESPN, like Sarah said. Um, and I think sometimes people – I feel like people hear horror stories about all-star bus transportation, but in my personal – experience and I've stayed at I think I've stayed at all three all-stars over the course of my lifetime and um just even you know I guess the most recent would be when we went in 2018 that's not that long ago but I I've never had like a a horrifying experience I've never felt like I had to wait really long I've never felt like there weren't very many buses like yeah, the all-star resorts they are big there are a lot of people that's that you know that can stay there but they I feel like they have a good amount of buses um and I will throw in you can see then this is probably I should have said this in the intro but I think it's mostly relevant here with only buses you can see in the app and at the bus stops when the next bus is coming so like you know it's it's not like you're standing there and you're waiting, you know, an hour and wondering where buses. It's never like that. Like I would say buses, they come every like 10 minutes. Now, the only consideration that I would say when you're staying at these resorts that are bus only is you need to leave your room in time to account for not being on the the first bus that comes. You know, like you may get there and there may already be a line, especially in the morning when everyone's trying to head to the park or if you're going to like a, a special ticketed event like a party and everybody's kind of trying to get there at the same time then you may see that there's a long line and a bus may come and it may fill up with people and then you have to wait for the next bus again 10 or so minutes they're usually running them a lot when they know it's that you know heavier traffic time um, but you can use the app to see when they're coming and just if you're going at those um higher proud time. I don't know what you would say. It's just the more popular times. Just take that into consideration that if you're trying to get to like a dining reservation at a specific time, give yourself extra time just in case you are not on that first bus. And especially at the end of the night when you're going home and you're exhausted and you walk out of Magic Kingdom and you start heading towards the buses, there will be a line. So Mm -hmm. just be ready for that. Another thing with the buses is that you're not always guaranteed a seat. I would say half the people riding have to stand up. So take that into consideration as well, that you may want to squeeze on the bus, but you're not getting a seat. You're going to be squeezed in there. So 
And there's like a line at the front of the bus that you can't go past. Like people can't be standing past that line just for safety in the front. And so I know there's times where we're like, no, no, we can squeeze. We like our family are like, no, no, we'll make this work. We can go. We've got room. We'll get in there just to not have to wait for the next bus. It's like, like I said, it's like less than a 15 minute ride anywhere you're going. You can, you can do it for 15 minutes. Yes. Okay, so the next category um, is the Port Orleans Resorts, Saratoga, and Old Key West. And they have buses only to the parks, but they do have a boat that can get you to Disney Springs. Uh, So the next is probably Kelsey and I's favorite. If you've been around here for any amount of time, you know that we're obsessed with the Skyliner. Um, It's And Kelsey, I want you to throw in kind of your experience because you travel with more items than I do. Um, But we like the Skyliner just for the ease of getting from the resorts to the park. And so Pop Century, Art of Animation, Caribbean Beach, and Riviera are all on the Skyliner. So you can use the Skyliner to get from those resorts to Epcot and Hollywood Studios. Um, It's a huge selling point for me for those resorts to be on the Skyliner. It's not a deal breaker. Like I like the other resorts and I'll make it work. I'm fine with I love a good all-star. Like, I'm totally fine with that. Port Orleans is so cute. Like, I would stay there and be totally fine. Um, But we do really love the Skyliner. And so that tends to be kind of the ones we always lean to. But as much as we love the Skyliner, you still have to take a bus to Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom. So you're not, again, you're not bus free. There's no way to avoid the buses. Um, At Caribbean Beach, it is a really big resort. And so there are multiple bus stops throughout the resort. Um, And because of that, you have to stop a couple of times. So when you get on the bus, you don't go straight to um, the park. You're going to stop through the resort at the other bus stops, depending on where you are. You may have to wait longer for it to get to you, or you may have to make more stops after. So again, just something to take into consideration um, when you are when you are uh, leaving your resort or trying to get somewhere. Um, And also, as much as we do love the Skyliner, when the weather is bad, which if you know Florida, like it rains and and such often, they shut the Skyliner down. So there is no Skyliner in bad weather. Um, I would definitely consider that too when going because if you're solely picking one of those resorts for the Skyliner, you're going to be really disappointed when it's shut down because of the weather. And when they do that, they do add buses so you can take um, buses to Epcot and Hollywood Studios, but just something to think about. And then, Kelsey, you can talk more about why you like the Skyliner. My number one thing for the Skyliner is that you don't have to break down your stroller if you have a single stroller or if your double stroller is an inline stroller. So if you have a side-by-side, it's too wide. It's not going to fit. But a single stroller, we were able to just walk right on with the kid in the stroller. And even if the kid wasn't in the stroller, you get to keep all your stuff inside the stroller. You don't have to break it down like you do on the buses. That is like a huge selling point to me. It's also very quick. um, And you're not having to like get inside something like the bus where you have to like go up the stairs and then go down the stairs. Like the Skyliner, you literally just walk on. And so with kids, that is so nice. Sarah said, so if you're picking one of these resorts solely for the Skyliner, that's exactly what I'm doing (laughs) because it's so much easier with kids. It's so worth it, especially with Pop, which is still a value resort, but you get the Skyliner. I feel like that makes it a step up and it's totally worth it for me because I have had to break down the stroller 
while holding a kid that's asleep and it's just, it's not fun. So being able to just walk right on, granted that won't be the same for me when I go in December because I'm going to have a big old double stroller. But when I had the single stroller, it was, it was very nice. Um, and you can fit like 10 people in the Skyliner. And so one time I think we had two single strollers and we just wheeled them right in behind each other. And we were able to fit like six adults sitting down and we all just like crammed into that thing and it was great and then you get to sit down you're guaranteed a seat usually like there's pretty good airflow and the kids are entertained because there's like a lot to look at so it's definitely like we say it's like one of our favorite rides at disney because it's like a ride before the rides it is so worth it with kids especially because it just makes your travel time between the parks so much less stressful and that's a good, you kind of made a good point in there that I didn't point out because we talked about the buses and having to wait in line. The Skyliner is like rolling boarding. Um, so it's constantly moving and pods are constantly being filled. And so you, I mean, I will say on, I think I've stayed on three different trips. I've stayed at a Skyliner resort and used the Skyliner and I've never experienced super long lines. So you may get up there and there may be a few people that are ahead of you, but because of that rolling boarding, you're not really standing there for very long. So you're getting right in, you're sitting down and you're getting moving. And at night when you're tired, that really is like a big perk. So they do if you, sorry, if you um, do have somebody that is in a wheelchair or for whatever reason needs a bigger Skyliner Oh yeah, there's like gondola. Um, They have like bigger ones and those sit to the side, like they pull them to the side. And um, because I, with getting on the Skyliner, some people are like really nervous because it doesn't stop moving. It goes slow, but it literally doesn't stop moving. So you kind of have to like, you know, it's like a, um, like an escalator. Like you just kind of get on and like, you know, you got to figure it out. But with those, they do pull them to the side and they'll stop that section so that you can like get on and and it's not um you know it's not as nerve-wracking because you're able to take your yeah. time loading them on. So that is also a factor too is that they are very accessible. Um so that's like not, you know, don't worry about being like, "Oh, well we can't get on. We've got somebody in a wheelchair or a scooter. You'll be fine. They'll pull it to the side. You take your time and then they just put you right back in the queue to go along with the rest of them." And that too is a reason why it stops while you're in the air. Like I know I've seen people in like, you know, the groups and such and people will post, we're on the sky. Is anyone else on the sky? And we're on the sky right now. And it stopped. Why did it stop? Well, it probably stopped because someone needed extra time loading or unloading. Like that's all that means. It's just like the rides, like Peter Pan, Little Mermaid, all those rides that are on that continuous track. If somebody needs to, needs more time getting on or off, they, they'll pause it. And it's not for very long, but it's just because there's – it's probably because there is someone who needs extra time getting on or off. So if you are on the Skyliner, although – most of the time it is continuously moving. It's not fast, but it is moving. Um, if you stop for a little bit in the air, just know that that's why. So the next category is, I would say this one's pretty unique. Um, and one of our favorites, we did a recent episode about these resorts and how much we like realized that we love them after our April trip. Uh, Beach Club, Yacht Club, Boardwalk, and then of course Swan and Dolphin as well are kind of part of this. Um, sort of. Not as, they're not as close, but they have a lot of the commonalities. Um, so Beach Club, Yacht Club, and Boardwalk, you can walk to Epcot. I 
like, I love this about them. I love that you can walk to Epcot. It's such a short walk. You could technically walk to Hollywood Studios. It's a little bit of a longer walk, but you can. There is like a path and there is a way to walk there. But there's also a boat that you can ride, or I think they call I don't know if they call that one a ferry or a water taxi, um, but there is a boat and it stops at all of those resorts. There's a dock, I think. Is there a dock for Epcot? Take that out. It stops at all of those resorts and there's a dock at Hollywood Studios. So um, again, it's kind of like the bus is at a bigger resort. You may get on and you may be the first resort pickup or you may be the last. So if you're the last, you have to wait for it to go to the others. If you're the first, you're going to have to stop at others. Either way, it's a very quick boat ride um, to Hollywood Studios. But then you have to take the buses to Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom. Again, you cannot get away from the buses. Um, These are right smack in the middle of Hollywood Studios and Epcot, which makes them a little further from Animal Kingdom and Magic Kingdom. So you do have to take the buses over there. All right. So the next category is the Wilderness Campgrounds and Fort Wilderness. You can take a water taxi to Magic Kingdom from this area. There's like a little tiny waterway that goes under a little bridge. And then you come out into the water area um, that is outside Magic Kingdom. And you can take a bus to Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom. Technically, technically, you could water taxi to Magic Kingdom and then get on the monorail and take the monorail to the TTC and then go to Epcot. But that probably wouldn't save you time. But if, you, if you've if you got time to spare and you just feel like riding as many cool transportation options as possible, which is totally something I would do, then that is an option. We're not going to say that it's not. Okay, so the next one is um, the – we're going to talk about the three main resorts that are outside of Magic Kingdom. So the first one is the Contemporary. This one – this is the closest walk, right? It's technically closer than Grand Floridian. It's a it's a shorter walk. Um, I think it also probably feels shorter because it's like right outside the buses. So by the time you get to the bus area, like you're walking with everybody else. So it's really not that bad. Um, so it is walkable to Magic Kingdom. You could also ride the monorail to Magic Kingdom and Epcot. Um, it is the first stop after you leave Magic Kingdom. So Getting to Magic Kingdom is probably not going to make sense for riding the monorail. You probably just want to walk. Um, that's probably going to be easiest because you'll have to go from the Contemporary to the TTC, then Polynesian, then Grand Floridian, and then you'll be at Magic Kingdom. But on the way home, you're the first stop. So if it's like late at night and you're tired, get on the monorail because you'll be the first stop at getting off at Contemporary. Um, And then for Epcot, you get on and your first stop is the TTC. And then from there, you can go to Epcot. Um, For Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom, you have buses. Then for Grand Floridian, it's kind of the exact opposite of Contemporary. For the monorail, you are the first stop after getting on, Magic Kingdom is the first stop. Um, but then getting home at the end of the night, you're the last stop, which really is not that bad because if you're tired, it's just a nice chance to sit in AC and you don't have to break down your stroller for their, uh, the monorail either. Um, I don't think you can fit a double stroller side by side. I'm trying to remember. I've never tried that, so I don't remember. The only time we've used a double, I think it was an inline stroller. Um no, that's not true. Now I don't remember if we were able to use one because it is wider than the Skyliner, but I don't know if you can use a bigger stroller. Um, but if you have a single stroller, no worries. You can 
walk that right on and then just like sit down right next to it. It's very, very nice. Um, then you can also walk to Magic Kingdom. It's a bit of a further walk than Contemporary, but still not too bad. Um, and then you have buses to Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom. You also have a ferry. Um, and that ferry does, I think it's last stop is Grand Floridian. And so then after that, you go straight to Magic Kingdom. Um, I would say if you're staying at one of the those resorts that uses the ferry, just kind of gauge how many people are getting on the ferry, if you think you're going to be able to get a seat, um, if you feel like riding the monorail, if you feel like walking, you've got three options to and from Magic Kingdom. So it's kind of just how you're feeling and how busy it looks. If you walk out of your resort and you're waiting for the ferry and it looks like it's not coming anytime soon, hop on the monorail, take the walk, whatever you want to do. But you do have plenty of options there, which a lot of people really like. So Polynesian is kind of part of the same group of contemporary and Grand Floridian. It is a monorail resort outside of Magic Kingdom. So you can monorail to Magic Kingdom and Epcot. It's right in the middle of the monorail path. So um, you're not the first or the last either way, um, but it's right there in the middle. You technically, you can walk from Polynesian to Magic Kingdom because you can walk from Polynesian to Grand Floridian. And then the Grand Floridian to Magic Kingdom walkway is now open. That's a really long walk. Um, when you're walking so much at the park, it's not something that I would just rely on. I mean, it's possible, but it just would be it would have to be insane lines like leaving the resort for me to or leaving the park for me to want to walk because it's just I don't think that it's something that should be even you know an option when considering um, but then again you do have to bus to Hollywood Studios and to Animal Kingdom um, I do want to throw in the like Epcot having the monorail and the Skyliner just for people who've maybe never been and seen those you cannot use those together without entering Epcot so the monorail drops off in the front of Epcot and the Skyliner is at the International Gateway which is at the back of Epcot there is no way to get between the two without entering the park so because I know I in our minds, like we're saying, use a monorail to connect to this and connect to this. It's not like that with the Skyliner. So you can't unless you're going to Epcot, let's say you're taking a monorail to Epcot and you're going to go to Epcot and then you want a Skyliner somewhere else that you can do. But it's not there's no way to connect without actually like going into the park. So unless you're planning a park day there, that's not convenient unless you like, especially right now, you have to have park reservations and then you couldn't park up until later. Like it's just please don't think that that's an option. I guess that's like where I'm going with that. Um, that's not something that would work. So all of that is complimentary. Like we said, Disney gives you so many options to get from your resort to the parks. Um, and then they, there are, of course, paid options. So I wanted to kind of touch on those a little bit. Uh, Disney does have minivans, and this is provided through Lyft, but it is Disney cast members that are driving. Um, they're typically like minivans or larger SUVs. They do cost more than a, a regular Lyft, um, but they are available at all resorts and all parks. And the biggest perk to the minivan is that they can pick up and drop off where the buses do at Magic Kingdom. You can also use regular rideshare like Uber, Lyft, um, and those are available at all the resorts. They do have different spots um, where they can drop off and pick up at the parks, but typically it's around the same area. Like there's not any cons to using those except for Magic Kingdom. You cannot, they cannot get up to Magic Kingdom to drop off. 
I love the Skyliner and I like using the resorts that have the Skyliner for that reason. But then also like in the back of my mind, I think we talked about this once with me having older kids, Uber and Lyft is an option and it's something we use all the time. Um, and so to me, I'm kind of like, well, I could save the money and stay at an all-star and then spend the difference on using rideshare, um, which is something that I would definitely consider doing. I usually stay at one of the other ones and still use ride share, but, um, we love, we like using Uber and Lyft a lot just because it's convenient. You don't have to wait in line. Um, it's, you know, private essentially, and it's really not that expensive. I think most of our trips are under $15, even with a tip. Uh, so, and I, we usually use Disney transportation in the morning because we're not as tired. It's, you know, we're a little more excited and ready to get there, but in the evening when we're tired and we're trying to get back, or if we need to get back, um, we're trying to get back quickly. We'll use the rideshare then with younger kids. I usually steer clear of renting um, car seats or using like a an Uber or a Lyft that has car seats in them just because you don't know the history of them. But with the minivans, I am, I guess, less nervous um, because they are owned and operated by Disney cast members and Disney transportation. So if you are going to use a rented or borrowed car seat, I feel like this would be a chance where I would feel more comfortable because usually the drawback to borrowing a car seat is you don't know the history. You don't know if it's been in an accident. They don't always read the manual to know when to replace in an accident or how to clean it or things like that. Um, and I'm not saying every driver is a CPST and knows this anyway, but I do feel more comfortable using it. So if we were to use transportation like this, I would be more inclined to spend the extra money and use a minivan. Um, I do think they come with two car seats. I want to say one forward facing only and one convertible car seat, um, which is perfect for us because we have one rear facing and one forward facing kid. Um, I would install it myself. I think I saw one of them install it themselves one time and I was like, oh yeah, no, I'm not letting somebody else install my car seat. I'm going to do it. Um, but this is definitely an option. Don't think that it's out of the question because you're like, oh, I don't have any car seats. If you would feel comfortable using the car seats that they have in their car, they do have them. So don't let that be the reason that you absolutely can't consider them if you would be comfortable with that. And if you're not comfortable with that, that's fine. Disney transportation is free. Go ahead and use a bus, Skyline or whatever. We use them all the time and we've never had an issue. We are totally fine using whatever transportation they give us for free. So, um, but that's just an option if you want to consider it. Okay. So hopefully these kind of tips and listening to Kelsey and I talk through it will help you in uh, deciding a resort that you want to stay at. I know we talk about it all the time. There's just so many different things that go into it, but I would say that transportation is probably one of the biggest. Um, when I sit down and think about where I want to stay for my next trip, that's usually where I start. And so that can be something to help you narrow it down. You really cannot go wrong uh, with transportation. You can't go wrong with a Disney resort whatever fits into your buzz budget and whatever you're in the mood for is really the best way to go. Um, so it can be overwhelming because there are so many resorts, but transportation is a great way to help you narrow that down and make those decisions. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to follow us on Facebook at Happy Travel Podcast and Instagram at Happy Travel Pod. We share new episodes every Wednesday. Reach out with questions or feedback at hello at happytravelpod.com and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. This has been the Happy Travel Podcast with Sarah and Kelsey. 